Hello, everybody. Hi. This is a very special <laughs> holiday episode of TGB One Shots, and I am your host. I get. I guess I'm just like the sole host. I guess because I'm the one asking the question. I'm your host, Matthew Hawks, and joining me this week are three. Unfortunately, not all of. The usual TGB cast. Uh, Connor had to work, so he can deal with it. He doesn't have to be on the episode. We have Vaptor like Raptor. This is the way. And for the listeners at home, uh, his name is Corey. Uh, we have Mug. That's Morgan for the listeners at home. And finally, but never leastly, yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was like perfect timing. It was going to be the whole time. God, this better be perfect timing. I'm going to try my best to get it perfect timing. Hi. This is, this is Jackie. Hello. Most amazing person. One of them. On- one of the most amazing people on this. There's five of us. There's five of the most amazing people in the world. Um, it's going to be a loosey-goosey episode, kind of like our uh, bonus actions. Um, it's just a little D&D interview where we talk about some of our favorite things about uh, tabletop RPGs and some of our least favorite things uh, that we've experienced over the years of playing. Um, Baldur's Gate is is uh one of the things we can talk about because it's 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 D. It's um has, how do you finish the game is my question. No. <laughs> uh, then we can't really talk about it because it's gonna be spoilers. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm only through act one. I just got to the point where I was done with everything in act one and I'm moving forward. So we can talk about the goblin camp, we can talk about uh any, bitch asteroids. Asteroid. You've opened up the hyperfixation. <laughs> of Corey's right now. So, so right now, the correct path is siding with the goblins against the druids. But then you yes. don't get the good companions, which sucks. But on my next playthrough, I'm so I sided with the 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 druids this time, uh, because like I wanted to keep Harlack. But my next playthrough, I am siding with the goblins because that is what you're supposed to do. I swear to God. That's Why what I want to do because I want to do the uh, Manthara romance. So, yeah. so I'm I'm at the point right now where I have had to kill one of my companions because I made a slight. Hey, you killed Shadowheart? No, Carlac. Uh, no, you not Carlac. Not Carlac. Not Carlac. Not Carlac. Lazel, <laughs> how did you kill Lazel? Uh, Shadowheart killer, right? No, I went to her crash and shit went down. <laughs> oh, so you let her explode? No, I didn't. Uh, she attacked me because I made a decision that I didn't know she was going to attack me. Doing that decision, and uh, uh, and then I didn't have a save that was recent enough. I would have had to go through this huge battle. Because I don't save often enough because I'm an idiot. And then, same thing with Shadowheart. I was playing literally today, and uh, Shadowheart, I tried to persuade her not to do something, which is very important that she either does do or doesn't do. 
uh i wanted her to not do it but my persuasion was really bad and uh yeah i failed that so now i either have to kill her or uh just matthew. let her be her matthew Corey. how are you playing the game I'm I'm playing the game as the nicest person possible. Okay. So I don't want her to be a dark justicier because okay. that's not nice. That's evil. No. Kinda. <laughs> so can I tell you my playthrough? Sure. I let her become a dark justicier. Yeah. But she also didn't she stopped believing in her god. Why? Because she saw the wrong that she, oh. was, like, she was being manipulated. See, you can you're able to convince her before she does the thing to become a dark justice here. Uh, you're able to convince her and persuade her against it, and that's what I wanted to do. Because so, so you got through the gauntlet. Yes. Okay. And she did the thing, the the murder. Okay. <laughs> She didn't do the murder for me. See, she did the murder for me. So when I, I did it, she her. was like, she was, she was straight up gonna switch, and she was like, "I need to kill it. I need to kill it. I need to kill it." And I was like, "Don't, like, listen to your actual gut." And she literally threw the spear off the platform. All right. Well, not the way that I was playing it, uh, because of stuff. Jackie, you can come back. Come back. Come back. Uh, we won't. We won't talk any about any any more spoilers. Yeah, I just I heard something and I was like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> I tried I tried to be vague. I really tried to be vague, but at the same time, you're, you're good. Let's <laughs> get into uh, our first question. Um, I found these kind of on the internet. They're just general questions, but to kind of get to know us as the players more, and some of our favorite things that we've experienced in the wonderful world of TTRPGs. First question, where and when, I guess where and or when did you guys first start playing uh, TTRPGs, whether that be D&D or a completely different system? Who should we start with? Anybody. You spoke first. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I started in like 2019, maybe? And I, it was a, like, Discord campaign. They were just like, hey, you like to draw people's characters, right? Do you like D&D? &D? And I was like, um, yeah. Uh, I want to be a kitty. And so I played as a tabaxi for my first campaign. Her name was Auburn Cricket. Nice. Corey, what about you? I, I, I want to say it was a, like, small vacation that me, Connor... Jo uh, our friend Josh and his brother Jake had gone on. I don't know exactly when, but we were kids. Um, but we went to one of the state parks to spend the night. Like we had a camp and stuff. And I remember them bringing like their magic cards and stuff. And we had talked about like D and D and whatnot. And started like forming characters and stuff because our fr our friend Josh also has DM'd before. Um, but I never got really into it then. But later on, like. I want to say it was like 11th grade that we all got together again and played another session and such, but I didn't start getting more into it until we started doing our campaigns and stuff. Nice. Okay. 
my first D and D character because I I've been playing D and D since I was a kiddo, um, and I have been playing Dungeons and Dragons too. Like I played some Pathfinder here and there. I played some other can like like video game RPGs, you know, just whatever. But I've been playing actual Dungeons and Dragons uh, since I was a kiddo. And I remember my first character was in a campaign that my middle school friends were running. It was my DM and four of us, and I played a swashbuckler rogue pirate called Killian Jacobs. Perfect name. Love it. I'm going to name my first kid Killian. Oh, he was amazing. He was so fucking terrible. (laughs) He was terrible. He was horrible. Um, And he had a sidekick who was played by my friend Antonio. The sidekick's name was Stump. And Killian was a uh, high elf swashbuckler rogue. Uh, he was the Asterian before Asterian was Asterian. Um, and his sidekick, Shump, was a deep orc, which was a custom uh, or a homebrew race of our DMs, which was like a, a drow, but like, a, like an orc version. Like a, yeah. Um, and he had void eyes, and he was a barbarian sorcerer multi-class. It worked really well. It was good. He had two levels yeah. in barb and then took sorcerer the rest of the way. He just he got those early level hit points and rage and just went with it. Kept nice. kept growing spells. Yeah. It was it was a really fun uh five session campaign. Nice. You know, and then just Random campaign since then. Um, yeah. Do I hear a return of the character? <laughs> you know, it's. I was going to get into it, but I didn't want to take up too much time. We got all the time in the world. Killian Jacobs has resurfaced multiple times in my writing as a villain, as an NPC, as a quest giver. And uh, most recently in my Wednesday campaign, one of my in, one of my party characters knew about Killian and wrote their character around Killian as Killian's daughter. So they oh. play they play Kilsey Jacobs, the tiefling gunslinger. Um and then they also have another brother, Jacoby K. Jacobs, the Hexblade Warlock Bard. Or a uh, Hexblade Warlock, not Bard, just Hexblade Warlock. Um and like now there's this whole how many of us are there thing going on with there? And it's like, well, Killian was like a pirate who just like philandered, just like went. So it's there's kids out there, I guess. And that's like that that's his legacy in my homebrew world now. I I had a buddy in college, which is kind of where I got my D D start. I had a buddy in college who DM'd and uh he put his like first character or maybe like his first level 20 character, oh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it was, he put well, it well, that, in everything. That's the thing, too. Killian was the only character. So I played Killian multiple times in multiple different campaigns. He was my first, like, he's sticking around character. Yeah. And I got Killian. I was going to this, like, weekly thing. I got Killian to level 20. So oh, he was, right. like, important to me. 
Um, I do that now with my characters that I did get to level 20. And one of them was Brooke the Babbling Bard, who shows up regularly now and is another like character I played that a friend now plays the daughter of. And so like this year I gifted them like her old set of dice. It was it was a whole thing. I've That's got awesome. three characters that got to level 20. Just three. I've never made it. I've been playing since we'll get you there. I I started in uh kind of started in college where I would go and sit and watch actually Connor and his group in college play D D, a loose D D derivative. Um and I got my start DMing. Uh, where I was, where I was homebrewing something with somebody else, and we were gonna like co DM. Um, and then I started playing. Uh, nice. I started playing Pathfinder actually with my family. My brother, lit. my brother-in-law Tim uh, has only ever really played Pathfinder, and he actually invited our whole family to try it, and we just fell in love with it, and we've been playing it for like four or five years. I will say to circle back to our Baldur's Gate conversation, there is a game that's free on most platforms, but it might be like cheap on others called Pathfinder Kingmaker. And if you haven't played it, it's like Baldur's Gate 3. It, if you're looking for a fix that's not Baldur's Gate, it's crunchy like Baldur's Gate, but it's more like more the combat dungeon crawl style, less the yeah. role play aspect. Like I don't really think there's a there's, role play aspect to that game. But there's also one called Path of Exile, which I think is very similar as well. Yes, I think I've played Path of Exile actually. That's a good it, one. Yeah, it's so looking it's right now on the PlayStation Store. Path of Exile is free. Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous is eleven ninety nine. Not Wrath of the Righteous. Kingmaker. Oh, Kingmaker is eight dollars. Yeah, that one. Nice. Wrath of the Righteous, I haven't played that one, but it might be similar. Okay, so we've all been kind of playing for uh, a little while, and especially with uh, this new show that we've been creating and hopefully enjoying. Uh, seems like we all want to keep continuing. So what is your guys' favorite class? It does, You don't even have to have played it. It could have been in... Baldur's Gate, it could have been in a character you played or just a hypothetical character, but I want to know what your guys' favorite class is. I love being a wizard. I'm a wizard. Yeah. I am a wizard. All right. I, uh, so I actually played as my full, like, solo run playthrough as a bard. Oh, really? And I, and I had never played as a bard before, but I was doing enough damage with the weapons that I had not that I didn't need to be like a paladin or a barbarian because like those those for me are just easy classes that I can just yeah. throw as in a level like right now I just joined uh my friend yesterday and made Kratos as a barbarian yeah, yeah. and he he either way he can just wreck it like he just wrecks it yeah <laughs> I'm gonna wreck it <laughs> uh, but my first character was a ranger so okay. I I like rangers but. Rangers don't have the close range uh, mobilities that I like. They are called Rangers for a reason. <laughs> Jackie, how about you? What's uh, some of your favorite classes that you've either DM'd because you have plenty of characters to choose from there? I love a charisma based spellcaster. Okay, like sorcerers and. Okay. 
I love, there's a line, there's a line in Baldur's Gate that I love, 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 love. It's in the extremely homoerotic Gale scene, the first one. Uh, and he said, one of your lines as a sorcerer, because my playthrough is a sorcerer, um, one of my lines is, uh, stop looking the damn thing. <laughs> it is like... <laughs> Just so you're aware, that is technically. Is that Act Two technically then? Because it's in the Shadowlands. I'm not in the Shadowlands. Yeah. Okay, it's in the Shadowlands. That's that's Act Two. It's in the Gauntlet, actually. Now that I think about it, there's a line where it says, uh, "It is. uh, We are like." musicians whereas you need to see music to play a song and i are uh, and i can cite or and i can play by ear mm. and that's like the sorcerer versus wizard thing yeah and I, I i i've always found myself naturally adept at things just yeah. randomly and i think i don't know bard sorcerer either way i'm comfortable with that answer i do love a warlock though if a warlock is built correctly love a warlock mm. yeah that might so actually that might be my answer too mm-hmm. i like warlocks a little bit more or as close to a witch as you get too mm-hmm. i i started as a rogue as my first character and i love me some rogues um just because of that sneak attack damage um yes and the expertise yes it's, it's ridiculous i i love rogues but i always always, always find myself going to barbarians i don't know why it's because i'm not a very explosive person and i feel like playing characters that are super explosive um is a it's so much fun i love it I barbarian just, is my you know, favorite one to multi-class with yeah, because my favorite build for a character uh, is half barbarian, and he's he's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so we've talked about our favorite classes. Uh, now to kind of get into characters specifically. Do you guys have favorite characters from uh, just over the the time of playing? We've played many characters again in just this like story. Um, so, do you guys have favorite characters that you have played? Madam Carice Anglair. I knew you were gonna say that one. My Doctor Madam. I love her. My fish. Yes, that, <laughs> you, you really, you really felt like in your element with that one. I yes, think. I can't wait so. to play her again because, like, I'm kind of like, Wistie is kind of like a successor to her, but she's a little more like she's not as mature. She's a little bit more on the like silly side. Yeah. Uh, but ugh, I miss Madam. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, how about you? I. I actually, I've got favorite characters that like I've played, sure, but I've got favorites that you guys have played in our series. Okay. So Matthew, it is a tie. Ooh. All right. 
between Aurora Rider, Dreamboat. Oh, I loved Aurora so much. Oh, I hated her death. I hated her death. Tell me I, about it. I really wanted to kill Armstrong. She, she got in the way. <laughs> There's the proof. There's the proof. Connor, this, and he's going to go ballistic. He's nowhere to be found. <laughs> um, it's a tie between Aurora and I love the way you play my baby, Araware. Oh, good. I, I'm I love way. your interpretation of Araware, smooth talker. Okay. Love her. She's good. She's punk rock lesbian. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. Um, The Mug. I also really, really, really like Dr. Madam. <laughs> it's so good. I oh my god, I can't wait to play her again. Uh -huh. I love fish. Eventually, depending on the depending on the campaigns that we do, I may or may not end up playing her sister, uh, Shelly. Yes. Um, because she is and rather than being a cleric, she is a I, I think I made her a druid, but she is instead of like um making medicines and herbs and building an empire on medicinal stuff she's a drug dealer and she deals the lower stuff that madame carice can't legally sell yes yeah i did have to drop my hat into madame dr madame because thank you but i think we all know who my favorite mug character is goop oh yeah we're <laughs> <laughs> gooping we're gooping right <laughs> Uh, goop was so good oh i loved I, goop but honestly i don't think i liked playing him because really? I, I didn't like talking in the goop voice <laughs> <laughs> but no i loved goop drawing him was so much fun and i i cannot wait to come back to goop again goop again because when goop dies again that's what's gonna happen he's and gonna come goop. back and goop again he's just gonna goop again my, my boy's been goop <laughs> Honestly, my boy's been gooping. Corey, how about you? I have so I I wanna say first, Detroit Rock City was probably my favorite bard. <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> I'm surprised. Hidmith has my heart. Hidmith has been around the, the, the longest. Like we were on we were looking at it the other day, me and Connor, like there's so many episodes of the Goop Squad Adventures, and Hindith is in all of them. Campaign so far, Hindith, fantastic. Yeah, he was great. But I like I really like playing Hindith, but Harrison Ford. Was he was awesome. so a close second. He was so <laughs> a close second, and I also I cannot stress enough how much I love Hindith, but the, the audience was was deprived Jalarius George. Yeah, they don't even know who he is. They don't yet. even know Jalarius George. Jalarius George was a Hadazi pirate, and it worked so well. And he's just sitting in a barrel on one of the ships because he hasn't been found because Emmett is still alive. <laughs> His quest hasn't started yet, so he just sits right. in that barrel and waits for it to start. <laughs> Until somebody um, walks by and triggers his cutscene. Right. Yes. <laughs> also, honorable mentions, Lampiris. Oh, mm -hmm. Lampiris is I love head. Connor's interpretation of Stoic Amber Horde. Yes. yes. Sir, Sir Fuzzler Lee was good. 
I love Glugzonia. <laughs> Goop 2, of course. Can't forget Goop 2. And I'm going to give a couple of uh, names of characters that we haven't saying, we played yet. Okay. I'm reading off of our characters we've just created in our D&D Beyond page. And I'm going to give these people some of the names because I'm assuming some of these characters are going to get played. I think so, most of them are Matt's. Yeah, yes. I don't I'm, know if I have any of mine in there, which is very I'm sad. 90% I don't have any. Oh, well, never mind. If they're all... If they're all yours, then we will yeah. forget about that. I have um, I have one. I will say my favorite character that I have played so far in this campaign because I've only played one character so far in this campaign, and they were the best character. They were the, a great character. The acquaintance. Yeah. Love the acquaintance. I actually, I, if you don't mind, it's just the doctor. <laughs> We've been I watching had, Doctor Who again. I had so much fun DMing for you guys. Um, I know that it got a little out of hand at times but um it was still so much fun you you guys really know how to how to make it fun um so uh thank you for making one of my very earliest dm experiences not suck that's why i still haven't like fully fledged written any of the star wars story because like i have the concept i have the basis of what i want to add to it it's it, for right now it's like it feels like it's going to be massive yeah but when we i want to play an r2 droid that's a jedi <laughs> i'm still trying to process how it's going to work i'm going to use the force right i'm still trying to process how it's going to work <laughs> especially as an astromech droids <laughs> don't have did, did we did we say force. that we could say that it's a, like, like a, a magnetic uh, thing was like it? a magnetic field almost of course, yes. Okay, because that makes it more realistic. Realistic, <laughs> yes. Especially as an astromech. Um, I love talking about all of the characters that we have played over the years. Leading into my next question, um, have you guys based any characters off of? like real life people or maybe even other characters i know Corey, you had Tad bane tad bane <laughs> which is based off of cad bane from the star wars universe um i am a big 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 fan of basing my characters off of other characters not because i'm i'm out of ideas but because i really like creating like it's i have an entire I yes, it's inspiration. I have an entire Steven Universe universe of characters um, that That's just so I, sick. I have created all of them into like D and D classes and everything, and I've even created like uh, new characters that weren't based. I want to play there. I, I need to there. send you my it, gemsonas. It would be so much fun to play like a Steven Universe esque kind of That'd thing. Be fun. So. Um, with, alongside Tad Bane, I was also Hair Eson Ford. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which worked because I was a rabbit. Yeah, I I have I have a uh, I don't know what the race is called. I have a turtle character um, that is all of the uh, Ninja Turtles like combined into one. So essentially, the last Ronin, um, just all of them it's combined. Turtle person. You could do a fighter samurai subclass. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> I have a character that you guys have not met yet, but uh, he is a character that I've been playing in a lot of D&D campaigns lately. And he's also the one that I was talking about earlier that is a barbarian multi-class. He is a barbarian totem of the elk uh, monk multi-class monk way of the drunken master um, and has the mobile feet uh, and uh, uh, boots of speed. So, and, and his race is tabaxi. So his name is sea glass forest flame. And he is the hero of the realms uh he's he's a character i play in one shots a lot because he was sucked into interdimensional involuntary interdimensional travel amongst the forgotten realms via the genie who he has an unholy deal with because once he hit his 11th level it was in warlock so he is a warlock pact of the genie now and he's got all of these like extra things that he can do because he's with an air genie and he's also from the plane of air and he's a monk so he's got a lot of elemental moves and he is my love letter to avatar the last airbender yes his base movement speed is uh 65 and if he clicks his heels together and uses his tabaxi movement he gets it up to almost 200 feet in a turn he's my love letter to ang's air ball yeah yeah I also have written an entire Avatar The Last Airbender campaign that I would love for us to play here, but I want it to be an in-person campaign. I want us to schedule an in-person thing if we can and and do like a whole day thing maybe. I'm okay with that. I've got the stuff for it. It's, it's, It's good. We might is even the, play the Avatar uh, RPG, but I, I also say, was I have a way to do it in D anD D, but we could do it Avatar. We could do it in Avatar Legends because it's a little, it's a really good RPG system. Yeah, right? yeah, it's very narrative driven. Oh, that's so good. like instead of like I can do a fireball or I can do a fire blast, it's like here's what I do with my fire bending based on these dice rolls. See, that's that is so good, and especially for our medium. Yes, that exactly. Is, I it's would very love... like narrative heavy. The only thing that I would need uh, in person uh, is the uh, I've got a big map and like props and stuff like it's I, and also I'm going to need everyone to super rewatch everything and make sure everyone's super caught up and make sure they know about Avatar because I got Easter eggs in this motherfucker. And it's a <laughs> really, really well written campaign. I've. I... I'm really proud of it. When did it we be... rewatch it? We rewatched it recently, within the past year at least. Sorry, I think it would be really cool to like dress up for that episode if we wanted to. That'd be um, if That'd we be did like a in-person Avatar episode, it would be so freaking cool to dress up as our characters. I also really want to do that too because I want to build y'all's team Avatar. Yes. Yes. Can I be some kind of earthbender druid? That is all I ask. Fire. Fire. Dang it. Fire. <laughs> well, I I have pre-written characters for the campaign, but they are subject to uh, change because it's... So, so here's just a little brief campaign. 
can I also, uh, Matt, you Please. can have fire. Uh, I'm going to take water. Okay. I see right <laughs> through you. I know why. So does that mean Connor is our airbender? Connor is our airbender. He's okay, going to be with so us. That's the thing, too. For head. this, we will need a five-person party. So I, I can take care of the fifth member, but we will need a five-person party. Um, because we need fire, water, earth, air, non-bender. Oh, see, Connor would be such a funny non-bender. Okay, so I have two <laughs> characters that I love, and one of them's a non-bender. So it's the airbender characters, and one of them is like a super devoted monk that spent their entire life harnessing airbending in the temple and knows everything about it. One of the greatest airbenders that has ever lived knows everything about the craft. But because of that, I mean, that's usually because of that was never socialized never really got to know anyone is really behind and stuff like that and doesn't have a connection with a bison so our non-bender is the person who could who runs the bison stables and is one of the only airbender acolytes that has a personal connection with a bison so the bison's the way y'all get around and it's the non-bender who drives it wow <laughs> absolutely amazing however yes. in this story it is set two avatars from now so Korra's death was a tragic event and then for years people speculated and tried to find who the avatar was Ooh. they found him very very early on and the plan so so Korra's death happens the avatar after Korra was assassinated two years old by the uh by a new association of people and they were found at a very young age, and the baby was assassinated. So then they, the plan, it's speculation, but um, when the baby is assassinated, the new avatar is born into the Fire Nation, because that would have been the Earthbending avatar. So the new uh, avatar will be born into the Fire Nation and happens to be the new heir to the throne, the daughter or, or son of... The Fire Lord. Okay. So holds both titles, Avatar and Fire Lord, for the first time. So everyone in the world thinks that the Fire Nation is the people who assassinated the Earth Avatar. To get themselves. To get the themselves the Avatar. Ooh. When it could have, when most people recognize that it was the Red Lotus. Yeah. So it's a big political intrigue avatar campaign where there is this period of time where the Fire Nation is in seclusion because they've got an avatar freshly after an avatar that was assassinated at an age of peace in the Fire Nation because of everything that Zuko and Izumi set in place and made sure it was going to happen. So then later on down the line, the, the Fire Nation is at peace. They've got the Sun Warriors there. You know, we're all in harmony. And then they've got the Avatar. They're raising her and trying to make sure that they're like calming down the world from, hey, we didn't do this. This There's so many ways that this doesn't make any sense. How could have we pinpointed that exactly precisely? Um, <clears throat> and while that's going on, the Earth Kingdom has their leaders in place. And the leader of Omashu is kind of a rebellion leader and it's kind of taken back by the people they've they're a very powerful earthbender who is faceless doesn't really have a look or anything no one knows what they truly look like because they're a metal bender supposedly who walks around in a suit of metal that the suit has like 
modern mechanics and stuff around it where it can also manipulate all four elements calling it the flame forged avatar so so then the whole saga is going to be the flame forged avatar and it's which one are we talking about truly i love this listeners you're getting some (laughs) i wrote i wrote this a long time ago revised it and revised it again it's perfect now and it's ready I, I've got one of my favorite characters I've ever written in here. He's called Teo the Untouchable. He's a metal bender who uses airbender tact, like uh, who uses airbender uh, motions to bend razor blades like wind. Listeners, you're gonna get a treat next year if we if we could just figure out our schedules. You're gonna be blessed. Let's move on because we're running. We're running out of time. We are I'm sorry. You, you, you put a nickel. Oh, no, no, that was okay. perfect. I love it. And I love giving that's, listeners little inklings of the future. I that's the it. short pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was literally thinking in my head. I'm like, Jackie's no, a new Dave Filoni. I, I had all of these characters rewritten. Like the waterbender in this was supposed to be from the Foggy Swamp tribe because that's never been done. And the the Earthbender was like, uh, I'm sorry, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) We can can talk about it more, I promise. And especially if we get to do this, uh, the listeners are going to enjoy it so much. Speaking of really cool things like Jackie's Avatar campaign, what is the coolest thing that you've ever been able to do in D&D because I know there are some DMs that are very rules heavy. I'm personally a rule of cool kind of person. Uh if it's cool and the rules say it can't happen, I say it can. Um so what are some cool things that you guys have been able to do it even within the rules? Um just cool things that you guys feel very very accomplished and proud of. I it wasn't in any of these campaigns but there's a specific memory that i have in one with Corey, uh where i it was the one where i played gyra at um who was it josh's but either way um i brought down a dragon with earthbind gyra fear scene used to be a uh druid in the beginning um she was a druid barbarian uh but she took down a dragon by using earthbind and wrapping it around its wings and like pulling it to the ground so that everybody else could get their hits in on it that Uh, is so cool but i thought that was sick i uh in my family's campaign um i actually single-handedly took out a yeti um we were fighting two yetis at once and everybody was focused on the other one and i was thank God, like flanking it and we're able to do like a ton of sneak attack damage. And I ended up killing it. Um, and it was probably the greatest accomplishment because as, as you guys can tell, I don't always roll very well. <laughs> These dice hate me and they always have since the beginning, but my rogue was able to, to take out a Yeti single-handedly. And I was so proud. That is so cool. Yeah. But I then I found something else. Yes. Um, I forgot I had it on, like, still on the desk. I have a list of um, things Goop has eaten. <laughs> a salt shaker, a trinket. He's eaten apple juice, a pepper shaker, a purple item that turned him purple for a little bit, a small wooden totem of Derek Jeter, and a burning paper lantern. 
<laughs> I am very happy that our lovely and wonderful DM has allowed me to let Goop just eat things. <laughs> Jack. Uh, yeah, spoodle doo moment. <laughs> has there been any, like, cool things maybe as a player or even as a DM that you have been able to pull off and it was just like it ever left everybody in just absolute awe? Um... I don't really like D and D, so <laughs> no. I actually uh, I got the pleasure of uh, playing one of my absolute favorite BBEGs in a campaign not too long ago, in the form of Zariel from Baldur's Gate: Descent into Avernus, and in the form of Archon the Cruel, uh, Joe Manganiello's like personal care player character wielder of the hand of vecna yeah. he, uh, paladin of tiamat oathbreaker he's oh my god but i got to witness so in their campaign they are level 15 mm. and they are dealing with one of the biggest baddest characters i've ever created he is they are it's hard to tell at this point they've got a bunch of different parts from a bunch of different people that are helping them survive this long <laughs> change that <laughs> anyway this is one of the characters that i created for my homebrew setting and they are not they're they're the first elf they were the first elf and they were one of the very first people humanoid people to ever walk the earth wow they got obsessed with immortality. So then they were an elf. And for a long time, that was good enough. And then that started, they started to deteriorate after a couple thousand years. So then they turned to vampirism. Then a couple thousand years after that, they turned to other methods. My body is starting to fall apart because I can still take damage. Oh, there goes my arm. Guess I'll use this machine that exists now. Um, so then half, so then at this point, this entity is like tens of thousands of years old with the knowledge of tens of thousands of years of the world being created and is more machine than person anymore. So they are called the Count. They are a mathematical vampire artificer wizard multi-class character that is essentially my end all be all for my care my campaign because i have vecna uh armor all the way out the wazoo you know all all of these things that are like they're the current incarnation of vecna and they're virtually unstoppable my party's mission right now is to stop them because at this point there was a war in avernus and tiamat was killed so then because of that, all of the chromatic dragons, dragonborns, kobolds, drakes, anything draconic that is chromatic, Thanos snapped out of existence. They disappeared. So this person, this entity, the Count, is going one by one and killing all my party's gods. Jeez. So they're the god slayer. And right now my party is trying to stop the god slayer. That's awesome insane that, that's really cool the, there was a, a a moment recently where like a bunch of really crazy stuff happened and i got to do this big monologue for them and they uh one of my players cried it was great 
Huh. Uh, a big emotional crazy monologue. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> I wonder what that's like without getting interrupted. <laughs> Corey, do you have any fun? What was the question? <laughs> cool, coolest things you've ever been able to do? Honestly, like I, everything that we do is fun and cool. Yeah. Um, the one thing that the viewers want to know is like my other paladin character that I play, Yasolda, Yasolda uh, Aranith. She literally one shots people mm. with her halberd. Um, my DM basically custom made it and. It gives me bless and bane anytime I use it. Jeez. So it's very overpowered. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so like I could bless myself at will and bane people at will. Plus I'm got paladin strength. We're at, and we're on what level sevens. Mm. So it's not even like we're super overpowered. Right, right. But you're definitely not the. I've I've killed dragons <laughs> like not dragons plural I've killed one dra dragon because we did mind of fan devil fan devil so it, um, it, that kind of leads me into my next question um just like is there something cool that you guys have always wanted to do but never been able to for me it's been kill a dragon I've never ever ever killed a dragon mostly because in my uh my brother-in-law's campaign we're not allowed like dragons just don't exist very very much um if there are any they're deep underground and they you know are in hiding in a way um so we haven't encountered any and i've never been able to do that and that's been one of my dreams as well as being a level 20 character like taking a character from level one all the way to 20 mm -hmm. that's been one of my dreams so like do you guys have cool things that you've always wanted to do but never been able to do I've never played a character with a proper patron. Really? Like a proper god? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played a lot of characters. Yeah, yeah. I don't know necessarily if there's anything that like I wish to do. I haven't I haven't broken the multiverse yet. That's that's something that would be a ton of fun and I actually was attempting to do that with um there's gnome herbal there's monsters of the multiverse now really i think it's is, correct me if i'm wrong i think it's newer monsters of the multiverse yeah uh relatively i think uh uh yeah so it's featured right now it is after fandelver it is after planescape it is after planescape's a pretty cool player setting we haven't played there i Ooh, i've not got to play strad von zarevich I've not gotten a campaign all the way to Strahd. I've only kind of read the letter. Yeah. I would love I would love to like have people fight Strahd. I thought about one of our one shots being the adventurers who gone all the way to Strahd and it's just the Strahd fight. It I mean that would be cool. That, that would we could be also cool. play through to Strahd, but you know, it's we could. Strahd I'm still very excited to see the monster campaign. Oh yeah, that one that one would be a lot of fun. It's a it's a unique twist on the normal stuff, and I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right, we're gonna close it out with this final question. I have had some bad experiences with D and D before. 
uh, RPGs, whatever you want to call them. I've had some bad experiences. I've had some absolutely amazing experiences. Do you guys have a best and or you can answer one of the other worst memories in D&D? Well, my best ones with this campaign for sure. Yeah. Just all of it. I just have a lot of fun. Um, Worst? Uh, My first campaign. It wasn't very fun because I didn't really know how to play and my DM wasn't that great. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) I know what that's like. My, I, one of the first games I played in college was like a superhero campaign. I'm not going to give a ton of details because I really love the guy who was the DM. Amazing person, amazing friend. Haven't talked to them in a while, but perfect, awesome, awesome person. I do not like the way that they DM'd and they had a very specific way of DMing. And um, we came in kind of like in the middle of the campaign um, when they had already been playing. And this is, again, one of my first times playing ever. Um, And I had a bard whose whose weapon was like a tuning fork. Uh, and he controlled vibrations, which was just the coolest thing to me. Um, used the vibrations to do damage and to uh, do a lot of things. Anyway, um, I got put in jail at one point for something that wasn't really my fault. Um, and he essentially told me to just roll a new character. I was like, why? Like, can I not break out of jail? He's like, well, there's a ton of guards. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so I break out of jail and fight the guards. Like, what, what do you want me to do? He's like, just roll a new character. I'm like, <sighs> sorry. I still get a little heated uh, about that. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would. That's awful. Was, yeah, for sure. It was just so frustrating because it, it, I got railroaded into jail and then I wasn't able to do anything to get out. Um even with my vibration powers, which could probably like break the the jail bars or something. Like I had cool powers. I could have done stuff. <laughs> it was frustrating. And and at what it at that point that I was in the jail, um, another person in the party was getting chased by a bunch of guards. So I was like, okay, what are there? Like maybe three guards in the jail just to watch over the prisoners in the jail. He's like, No, there's probably about 30. I was like, what? What? <laughs> what do you mean there's 30? There's a whole like police chase going on right outside. Why are there 30 guards in here? Uh I it was very frustrating. Um, that's my worst memory. Yeah, that that's literally <laughs> entrapment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really have a worst memory because most of my bad experiences were like when I didn't really know how to play, like yeah. Morton was saying. Uh and it was with our friend Josh, and like I just, I I couldn't world build properly because of how he was just DMing. Yeah, but like I, I didn't say like he, I wouldn't say he was a bad DM or anything. Like I just couldn't. I it got was bored very casual. It. it was very casual. I got bored with it. Um, but any, my grades last session, literally, I have not laughed that hard in, in forever. Yeah. <laughs> We have great sessions, though. Yeah, I, I love everything that we do. I agree. I, I think it's I think it's been 
good um especially for me who has a gazillion characters um and i just want to play all of them and this is like literally the way to play all of them uh and as i create more i you know can just keep playing them um yeah i have tons just saved up. all all of the ones that are in the the D like characters all the ones that i created um right. can't stop um they're all brand new like i have a bunch of minis on hero forge that i haven't even created character sheets for but all these other ones are brand spanking new it's a it's a problem i have a lot of hero forge characters not a lot of character sheets made yeah, yeah. I, have the opposite. I, <laughs> I keep creating uh character sheets because I keep getting new ideas, and instead of creating Hero Forge characters, I now create character sheets because we're playing characters, and I'm like, okay, I want to use this eventually. It's so good. Uh, one of my favorites that are on the list of characters is uh, Def Not Mimp. Um, I want to play that so bad because it's literally just like uh, armor, like a humanoid shaped armor, but it's a mimic. Like the mimic is. The person and his name is Def Not Mimk. I see. I like that a lot. I I want to play it anyway. Um, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for participating in this very special episode of TGB One Shots. Can and I leave? Can I leave you with a teaser about the Avatar thing? Sure, absolutely. It's set in like the '90s era. Oh, oh. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> Interesting. Please, please, please continue to enjoy our show um, and tune in every week to hear uh, another special episode. Not special, not special like this, but like special because it's special. Um, what did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> As you guys know, you can find these guys on. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, things like that. Uh, Raptor like Raptor. We have Meatball Mug. We have what is what is your new handle, Jackie? You can just find me all over the place, wherever you get your all dinner. over the place. Yeah, just, just look up Jackie. You'll you'll find her. It's fine. Um, and me at the other one. Uh, Connor O'Connor is Connor O'Connor. Another one. And uh, I am usually Spaceman Matt. So. Without further ado, stay. <laughs> that was stay. Our stay garlic. Stay garlic. Garlicky. <laughs>